Everybody, welcome back to the Eat Local New York podcast. This week, it's a little bit of a different episode. I'm actually interviewing a business owner from New York City via Zoom. His name is Yuji, and he owns a Japanese ramen shop, a Japanese breakfast restaurant, and a Japanese fish market and sort of education center in the East Village. Um, I first learned about Yuji because of some articles that were written online where he is um, claiming that allegedly Wegmans has, um, you know, taken his brand identity and similar name and opened up a competing business just three blocks away from his in New York City in the East Village. And as someone who's from Syracuse, an upstate New Yorker who has shopped at Wegmans and, and kind of considers like they're, they're the home team brand, you know, an important part of, I think, an upstate New Yorker's uh, diet is a Wegman sub, right? It's a staple in our in our diets here as upstate New Yorkers. At least it is for my my family. Uh, so when I heard that they were going to New York City, it was exciting. It was like, hey, the home team brand's expanding. That's awesome. And then seeing this article come out and the articles I've read, where this this small business owner in New York City in these villages claiming that you know Wegman's is or the fish broker has allegedly taken his brand identity and and just mimicked his name and and copied his business practices and have are now competing against him just three blocks away from him. I was very interested in the story and wanted immediately to interview him. So I reached out and I'm glad that he was able to take time out of his busy schedule as someone who's operating three businesses in New York City. Um, he was able to take time out to sit on Zoom and chat with me. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. It's brief. We're not incredibly detailed. I don't want to take too much of his time. I really just wanted to kind of get his voice and his perspective on what's going on and hear the details as he says that they're happening and uh, and just put that out there. I don't, I'm not going to reach out to Wegmans. I don't think anybody at Wegmans would ever speak to me on the podcast. Um, and if they did, I don't know, you know, you know, how interesting that would be. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, so it, I should say, so I don't get sued. Uh, this podcast is, you know, these are uh, Yuji's views on what's happening. I'm just simply uh, here along for the ride and asking questions based on his perspective. So, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to thank our sponsors at Brown Carbonic, a wonderful family-owned and operated business that's been servicing food service companies and hospitality businesses for multiple generations. The tagline at Brown Carbonic is they put the fizz in your biz, and that's true. They offer such a wide array of products and services for food businesses from ice machines and dish machines and CO2 and nitrogen for draft beer systems to even making their own craft soda and beverages with Challenger Cola. Make sure you reach out to them today at 315-454-3591. Again, that's 454-3591. And make sure to tell them that you heard about them right here on the Eat Local New York podcast. Well... Without further ado, let's jump into my conversation this week on the Eat Local New York podcast with Yuji. First of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, uh, you know, I heard, uh, uh, I saw your story online about what's happening with, uh, you know, currently with uh, your with your business and the Wegmans that uh, launched and opened up in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll start by saying it's it's not too much of a surprise as someone, you know, Wegmans is based here in upstate New York, but it's not too much of a surprise that um, that there's another there's a situation where they're 
um, essentially copying another business practices or their their offerings mm-hmm. or their food or anything like that for their own profit. It's something that uh, as upstate New Yorkers were kind of familiar with, um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But but having said that, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and 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 you know what's going on right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so my name is Yuji. I'm the owner of this uh, like a Japanese fish market called Osakana, and then uh, it's located in a East Village. And then I've been doing this business for almost eight years. And then a uh, background of myself was that I opened a restaurant first for Japanese breakfast and ramen, all based with like a local seafood. And then um, I opened Osakana just because I wanted to have a great access for high quality seafood uh, for the people in New York City, especially the ones that love sushi. So there's not a lot of places where people can learn how to make sushi and also how to uh, like actually buy ingredients needed to do sushi at home. So it's like a one-stop shopping for sushi and also provide a lot of fun educational uh, classes. That's awesome. So and you've, you've had that business for eight years? Yeah, yeah, eight years, yes. So, so tell us, you know, what, what was the process or when, or not the process, but when did Wegmans, cause you know, for those of everybody listening or watching doesn't know, Wegmans opened up their first New York city, mm-hmm. you know, grocery store, um, last year and mm-hmm. it was, you know, highly anticipated. It was kind of a big move for the brand mm-hmm. of Wegmans, mm-hmm. but then here just a few months later, we hear about what's going on. So Tell us, you know, kind of yeah. if, you, if you can walk us through that, you know, kind of what's happening between with what Wegmans uh-huh. has done and, and how that's, you know, involved with your business. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, I am uh, inside, uh, I mean, like I'm in the middle of uh, East Village and then uh, uh, like I knew that, you know, the Wegman was uh, coming like three blocks down the street and then, you know, like I had, you know, like. I didn't really care anything about them opening the store because, you know, like, oh, Wegmans opening in uh, East Village. Yeah, cool. You know, that's, that's, I had no expectation to have any, like, uh, any issue with me, like, later on. And then uh, what happened was, like, uh, so, like, the Osakana, like, my business, after seven years, it was, it became very successful. And I'm very uh, happy about what I accomplished in New York City through my businesses. So I decided to relocate my family to different states to start a new chapter of my life. So I was just in the middle of looking for a potential business partner. Like uh, uh, I started looking for business partner, reaching out to a lot of people, putting an advertisement for, for M&A and everything. And then uh, I just to uh, you know, I got a lot of offers from other companies and then one of the companies that uh, came to us uh, was the uh, the fish uh, uh, broker that the Wegman used, and I knew this company, and I just thought that this, this company was uh, the best company to take over my business and then to make it stronger and bigger. So, uh, at the end of August, we just signed NDA and we exchanged to uh, LOI a little bit intent, and then we just started doing the due diligence where. I was obligated to show everything that they ask. I invited them to my store and then show how we pro- how we do businesses and then, you know, just pretty much exchanging everything that they need to know. And then, uh, uh, so two months after we started doing the due diligence, uh, I got a message from a lot of people all of a sudden, like, oh, usually congratulations opening your branch instead of Wigman. 
Mm-hmm. So I had no idea. Like, I didn't open a store in the Wegmans. <laughs> so, and then I was very puzzled and I'm very confused. And then I went to check it out the new uh, Wegman, uh, like a new store of Wegmans, three, that, which is like a three blocks down the street. And then I saw a very big, uh, like a Japanese, uh, what they call a fish market mm-hmm. uh, inside of Wegman. And then uh, it was exactly like it's almost identical to my business name, Osakana. It was named Sakanaya. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's like very similar to our name. And then also customers are already confused that I opened the store. Mm-hmm. And then I also saw the people that I was doing the due diligence working inside of Wigman with Wigman people and then selling the fish that I sell. Hmm. I was like, wow, that's weird because I thought they were going to be my business partner or they're going to buy my business and then do my business down the street. But I was still, you know, in the three months of exclusive uh, due diligence with that company. So hmm. I didn't want to be rude. It's like, oh, like, what's going on? And then they, you know, they said, oh, yeah, they're going to run both the store, like Wegman, the Sakanaya, and then my Osakana together. And then there's no conflict if they do both. Okay, I was like, okay, you know, like, and then it was almost like toward the end of the year, mm-hmm. and then my deadline for leaving New York City was approaching, so I didn't want to make any issues. Like, I just wanted to move on and then uh, make this business transition as, as smooth as possible. So I just kept going another month uh, with them, and then uh, uh, exactly one month after they successfully opened uh, their concept, Sakanaya, they just called us and said that, you know, they're no longer interested in my business. Like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, so if you back out this deal, we're going to have an issue because our NDA, our NDA includes non-compete clause. And then they opened a store that is a direct competition from my store, three blocks down the street, with the name that is very identical to my store. So there are two violations, common law trademark violations and then the contract. And then I told them it's going to be an issue, but they just backed out. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I've been trying to talk to all the companies, including Wegmans and other companies involved in this uh, operation, trying to find a solution and make a settlement so we can both move on. But there was no conversations. Like they didn't pretty much care my effort to just discuss and then trying to work it out. And then my lawyer was like, you have no option to sue them. Otherwise, they're going to just act like nothing happened. Right. Then I just sued and started to campaign. Yeah. That's kind of like the story. Yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> during the process, I'm just curious, during the process of mm-hmm. them coming in and learning from your staff and, and seeing you know, mm-hmm. how the operation works and being interested in your business, was that, mm-hmm. was that with Wegmans directly or was that with the fish brokers that are working with Wegmans? So that was with a fish broker that's gotcha. uh, working with a big yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how has then, has anyone reached out to you since, you know, the press has kind of gone? Because, you know, this story is being covered not just nationally. I think, you know, I've seen a couple of, you know, national publications that have picked this up and online websites, but also here in, mm-hmm. in Little Syracuse and Rochester and Buffalo, I've seen other mm-hmm. news sources pick up the story. So has anyone reached out to you from the fish broker or from Wegmans directly since this has kind of gone out there? 
Uh, not really, because now we're in officially litigation. So I'm uh, uh, talking to Wegmans right now through my lawyers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, now we're just hoping to have a, like, just settlement and then move on, you know? So there's really no reason for us to keep fighting because, like, this is what happened. And then if they want to keep selling fish, with what name, you know? Like, if you want to keep the name, if you want to change the name, you know, like... This needs to be resolved and agreed upon because we're in the exact same neighborhood, like three blocks away from each other. Yeah. I mean, three blocks in, in New York City is nothing. You know, that's it's in your backyard. It's nothing. It's like, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So what's, I mean, ultimately, what would you feel is a, is a good resolution to this for for them to kind of change the name of their business and change the logo because it does look and sound identical to yours? Um, or mm -hmm. would it be for them to kind of change their practices because they learned so much of what they're doing from, you know, you know, allegedly what they're doing is exactly what they learned from working with you directly and your staff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like I, I'm not against them selling Japanese like fish <laughs> right. down the street. Yeah. I mean, like if they chose a completely different name and if they didn't sign such agreements with me, prior to opening their store, I would never have a complaint because mm -hmm. it's a, you know, fair competition, right? right. And then Wegman's bit, and I just, I would just think that someone just thought my business idea was good and then they just opened their own. And then that could have been totally fine that the fact that their name was so identical to mine that created confusions for customers, that is a big issue because I built my reputations and goodwill last eight years in New York with so much hard work. So that was the biggest issue for me. Mm -hmm. And then the issue was that they signed a contract. <laughs> so they, yeah. So that's like contracts are contracts and they, that cannot be just ignored. And then like, um, so like I'm totally fine with them work. Like if they change the name, mm -hmm. yeah. And then continue their official operation. You know, now at this point, people know that we are different. <laughs> Uh, thankfully, because of this press. Right. And then I'm not saying that they should just shut down the operations. You know, like I just want that name to be different and then become your own name. You know, it's like the branding is so important for small businesses mm -hmm. because we work so hard to build like who we are. Like, And then uh, Osakana is the first Japanese style fish market in New York City mm. and then recognized as Sakanaya in Japanese. Sakanaya means Japanese fish market. So it's literally our business definition turning into their business name mm. in same neighborhood. And then that is not cool at all for me. Yeah, for sure. Because if you've, you've built your brand over the last eight years and, and have been known as, you know, this one of a kind um, uh, business, this one of a kind fish market in the city, but especially in your neighborhood. So if a loyal customer of yours is walking into Wegmans in you know, in New York City and sees something that looks identical and sounds identical and is doing the exact same thing, I, you know, it's very easy that they can confuse and say, oh, well, I'm supporting yeah. the same local business. And then if they kept the name and they were selling Japanese candies, like, no problem. Like, it's a, it's a candy, you know, like, it's not a fish. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't have a complaint, you know. They have a similar name, but the business model is completely different from what I sell. Mm -hmm. And then no issues, but if the business model is exactly the same, especially with a contract with their fish broker, 
that they've been working for almost 15 years together. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, the name. I mean, they have so much options to choose a different name. You know, like I can even help them if they need help. But they keep saying that Sakanaya and Osakana are completely different. Like it is not. It's my language. It's my <laughs> my. <laughs> it's like don't say that Japanese. Like a translation, it's not the same. It's like Sakana and Osakana are exactly the same. And you know, I'm from Japan, and it is my language. <laughs> There's uh, nothing like a large American-based corporation trying to tell you from this area what is what is what is and isn't. I mean, if, it, yeah. if, it, if anybody should know, it would be you. Um, but they say the Japanese, like uh, Sakanaya and Osakana, are different. I'm like, no. Like clearly, my Japanese customers are confused. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're, you know, you're in New York City, an area that has, you know, people who know what they're looking for. You know, it's not like it's not like you're in a small town where people don't know what yeah, they're yeah, experiencing, yeah. like people know what's right and what's right. And um, and so it's 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 very to me, it sounds like it's very easily confused amongst the type of customer that they're trying to attract. Yeah. And an East Village is has the highest density of Japanese population in New York City. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I know that there's a petition out there, but, you know, with, with where things stand, what is something that the public should know, whether they're, you know, down in your neighborhood in the East Village in New York City, if they're upstate and they just want to mm -hmm. find a way to support you or get involved or, you know, anything that they can do to kind of help your business at this time? What are some things that uh, that people could do that are listening? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I already uh, received so many supports from a lot of uh, people, and then the press been uh, talking about this issue uh, so much, like, so much more than I expected. Like, I had uh, no other options to raise my voice other than using this platform, and then I had no guarantee that this would work, too. Like, no one would be listened to my claim even I launched the campaign. So um, I'm very fortunate that the people have actually picked up the uh, story. And then I'm not like asking anyone to boycott Wegman. Like I'm not asking like uh, to support my business, like just because of this issue. I just wanted everyone to know that uh, this is not a good business practice. And then like, uh, I just want everyone to understand that any dispute whether between the small corporation or large corporations have to be resolved by discussions without bothering court or bothering public, which I had to do because they didn't really talk to me <laughs> for mm. this long. So that's really the, the situation that I would like to address. Now this became like a big momentum. So the Wegman thinks that I was very serious. So hoping i'm hoping that we can resolve as soon as possible so that they can move on i can move on yeah like i don't ha i have no intention to make this as long as it, need it it doesn't have to be yeah yeah well that's great um i think it's you know you 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 sound like you know having never met you before or spoken with you you sound <laughs> like somebody who's very reasonable uh, about this and you're not you know the the statement alone that you're not looking for people to boycott their business is is huge because most people I feel like in your situation would be on an all out, you know, defensive attack against uh, or an all out attack against Wegmans trying to disrupt their business in order to, you know, you know, get what you're looking for. And instead you're saying like, listen, this is just something that needs to be resolved. And, 
You know, I don't, yeah. I don't want, uh, I don't want people to go and boycott or picket or any or protest their business. So, I think it's no, uh, no, like uh, small businesses, large businesses can you know coexist and then uh, grow together. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that's the most important thing. And then like small businesses, like big business businesses can help small businesses. But I think like I think there's so many uh, things that small businesses and big businesses can do together. And then I just want to be an example with that. It's like yeah, but not discussing and then trying not trying to find a solution mm-hmm. to me that's not very nice yeah yeah that's great um mm-hmm. you have a very great good perspective on this and i think that's important so um mm-hmm. yeah 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 well for everybody listening can you tell us a little bit more about your businesses and your restaurants and the things that you're a part of down in the city yeah yeah so I my first business is called Yuji Ramen uh Yuji is my uh, name and then i started uh, making my own ramen uh, with fish bone broth, mm. which is a very unique concept because uh, a lot of the ramen is made with pork and chicken. Mm-hmm. So uh, my background is seafood, and I just saw so much potentials uh, with uh, uh, fish bones that are being discarded every day. So I focused on utilizing the bone, and then I made it to its own business as usually ramen. That's how I started. And after that, I wanted to bring a different Japanese culture to New York City. And I started a restaurant called Okonomi. Okonomi is a very uh, recognized uh, Japanese breakfast restaurant uh, in uh, in, East, uh, in uh, Williamsburg. Mm. And then after that, I started this Osakana business. So my businesses are all based, based around fish. And then uh, I just want to, I wanted to create a businesses that focuses on no waste so that every part of the fish that we use throughout the restaurant and in the Otis Osakana are fully utilized. But even the fish that we sell at the Osakana East Village, like uh, fish collars and then like fish bones that we don't get to sell, I actually send it to my ramen shop and then they actually make ramen out of it. Hmm. So I just wanted to create a different uh, business model, not just as a restaurant, but more seafood focused to uh, uh, like uh, uh, businesses. So, yeah, if you ever come to New York City, uh, Osaka Okonomi is a great place for uh, breakfast. Like, that's the kind of the breakfast that you get in Japan, like, if you stay at the hotels. And then uh, ramen is very special, very healthy, like, uh, very nutritious. Like, uh, a lot of the things are made only uh, with a fish. And then, you know, like, uh, my uh, East Village store, one of the things that people like about is that uh, we offer sushi making class and then like uh, this is the only place in New York City where people can actually touch fish and then make rice and then learn how to make sushi so uh, I'm very happy about my business concept that I built in New York City and then this whole business uh, it, it took me 12 years from scratch wow. I started everything from zero yeah out of my apartment and I'm very uh, proud of it and hopefully uh, uh, you guys can come and uh, see my uh, businesses yeah, I'll be down. I'll be in the city on Wednesday, uh, coming. Oh, nice. Yeah, coming down for some meetings. And the, I, I've seen your videos about the Japanese breakfast, and that very that very much excited me and got me <laughs> hungry. So uh, I will make sure. I, I forget where I'm going to be at in the city on Wednesday, but uh, but I will do my very best to come and check out one of your spots for sure. So. Um, well, listen. Thank you so much for taking time. I know you're very busy. I uh, appreciate it. No, and, no, thank uh, you so much for thinking about me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, well, great. Well, I maybe I'll see you Wednesday uh, or see one of your restaurants. But uh, if not, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to this podcast. Um, 
a little bit of a different one here for Eat Local New York, but something that I wanted to jump on. I'm a, I've been a Wegmans fan. I shop at Wegmans. Growing up, we always shopped at Wegmans. As a typical upstate New Yorker, I think, you know, the Wegman sub is kind of an important staple in our diets. Uh, and so just when I saw that they were going to New York City, I kind of had like this, you know, home team pride for them. It's like, hey, you know, this upstate New York brand is going into New York City. That's really cool. But then I saw, and I forget how I how I stumbled upon it, but I saw somewhere on on Instagram the the first art or one of the first articles that came out about Yuji and his business and his claims against Wegmans. And so I immediately sent him a DM and wanted to get him here on the podcast to to chat about it and hear his perspective and his side of things uh, from what's happening. So I think it's really interesting. It, he has a um, uh, he's a lot calmer than I thought. Someone who's who feels that their business has been um, du- you know duplicated, has been taken and and recreated from this massive massive brand three blocks away from his business. Um, he has a very calming perspective on it. So a lot of credit to him for that. Because uh, I know if it was me and I was in the middle of this sort of a battle, I'd be losing my mind. Uh, but, you know, he's obviously a much more advanced person than I am. Uh, but anyways, very interesting to talk to him and hear his perspective on what's happening. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to go down there and check out his restaurants, especially the Japanese breakfast spot because I've seen some of the videos online and I was like, hey, I definitely want to go down there and try that. I'm going to be down there Wednesday and I hope to stop in and check out one of his restaurants. Um, if you want more information, I'll put links here in the show notes so you can check out his restaurants and maybe links to some of the articles and things that are happening. Uh, but there it is. Thanks so much for listening to the Local New York podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed whatever platform you're listening or watching to this on and we'll catch you back here next week for another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast.